Welcome back to the Monica Matthew Show, Life, Love, and Liberty. Life, Love, and Liberty. Yes, today marks the day that the United States of America has gone the way of Australia, New Zealand, Nepal, and Canada in allowing its citizens to designate a gender other than male or female on passports. I don't know how many times we have to have this science class, but there are multiple genders because gender is a social construct. There are two sexes, end of binary story, male and female. Now, I'm I am going to I'm going to continue with this dialogue as long as it is legal. Some of you are like, what the heck does that mean? Well, I'd like to direct your attention to all things being monitored by way of our current Department of Injustice. The DOD has now been assigned to determine what is considered extremism. So we've gone to the DOD. We've gone from the DOJ to the DOD. Uh, so in case you were wondering whether or not your entire system was being weaponized against your civil liberties, doubt no longer. Because that is exactly what is happening. And it should concern you because it is concerning. I have to tell you, for those folks who like to tout that they are civil rights and human rights activists, um, I, my question to you is, where are you as our civil rights are being molested? Because it is a civil right to be able to speak freely, to express yourself freely, as well as practice your faith. And my faith tells me that there's male and female. There's zero hatred in what I just said. There's zero phobia. There's uh, zero inability to accept others and what they would prefer to utilize as their uh, gender uh, affiliation. Now, I have to tell you, Part, this part of the story is not really being told. And, and where most probably conservative shows are going to begin and end is is with the fact that we are now using X on passports to designate a preferred sexuality. And so it's going to leave people all up in arms. But the story is really quite fascinating uh, because this particular person, a, a well, they refer to themselves as they, okay? This person served actually in the United States military and and has been fighting the government in a legal battle uh, over utilizing gender neutral pronouns since 2015 so so when when people were fighting over rifra 
right? And, and convincing you in the movie industry, the sports complex, all of these various complexes were involved in guilting and shaming Christians because of RIFRA legislation, predominantly here in Georgia. I can speak firsthand to this. Christians, churches, everybody wanted to distance themselves from this because it was just so not nice and it was so hateful. And more importantly, it was going to cost your city. That That's what you were told. That was the lie perpetuated that if you adopted religious freedom restoration acts in your state, you were not only a bigot, but it was you were going to cost your city and your state dollars, revenue, right? And so it's interesting to me how mammon is just kind of like, yeah, and you've been worshiping me for this long, so why should any of this surprise you? You've been serving at my altar for this long. Academic God, same thing. Academia, same thing. You've been serving and sacrificing your children at my volcano for how many decades now? And now all of a sudden you're surprised that I've, I'm, I've come to collect. So it's kind of the same thing with the God of confusion, the God of, um, all things disorder. And see, and that is my, that is my belief system. That is not hate. That is not phobic. That is not, and you know what? To be honest with you, it deserves a broader conversation. And I always say that whenever I come to this place of discussing binary versus fluid versus gender versus sex versus children, you know, and, and children's rights being violated and completely maligned and molested as it relates to their biology. I mean, a child hasn't even fully grown um, hormonally. You can't imagine the havoc that is that is wrought upon a child's ability to grow and function properly as a growing human being throughout childhood, adolescence, whenever you alter their hormones through hormone therapy. Listen, I am a perimenopausal woman. I'm just here to tell you. Hormones are no joke. And we have done actually women and men, andropause, hello, uh, a disservice in this country primarily of laughing, mocking, making fun of, dry jokes, you know, I mean, you name it, we do it. All of us have done it, right? And she's just bitter, menopausal, you know, nobody wants to have, we've always made it about sex and sex is super important, by the way. Um, but the actual physical act of it, whenever it comes to menopause, right? There are all these jokes around women and menopause, but the truth of the matter is your hormones make up the majority of your psychology. They inhibit and they allow for you to function with joy, with peace, with love, with calm, with, you know, peace with yourself and with others. Don't believe me? Talk to a man living with a menopausal woman. So there. Or talk to a woman living with an andropausal man who just refuses to address the fact that testosterone has dropped and now we've got men in their 20s, young men in their 20s having to pop blue pills just to keep an erection because their hormones are shot. And see, again, what do we do as Americans? We laugh, we mock our way, we meme our way through this stuff. Because that, too, is a coping mechanism. But it's not funny. And so whenever I talk about these things, it puts me out, you know, it puts me out onto a radar because people have criminalized someone's ability to actually live and worship 
um, the truth uh, in accordance with their faith. Like actually live that out. And so me expressing my faith opinions on this particular topic, my faith beliefs and my opinions is something that is rapidly becoming a criminal issue in this country. And I cannot stress enough to you how what a human crisis that is. That is a humanitarian crisis for us to not be able to express ourselves freely, including but not limited to regarding our faith. Now, so this person is is very interesting. So I'm going to read a little bit of this to you from the AP. The United States has issued its first passport with an ex-gender designation marking a milestone in the recognition of the rights of people who do not identify as male or female and expects to be able to offer the option more broadly next year. The State Department said Wednesday the department did not identify the passport recipient, but Dana Zim of Fort Collins, Colorado, told the Associated Press in a telephone interview it was their passport, their Zim, who prefers a gender-neutral pronoun, has been in a legal battle with the government since 2015 over a passport. Zim said the fight for the passport with an accurate gender designation was a way to help the next generation of intersex people win recognition as full citizens with rights. I'm not a problem, quote, I'm a human being. That's the point, Zim said. So, I always go back to identity. Right. That, that is a common theme in my ministry, in my work, in my radio profile. I mean, it just, it, it, it just is no matter with whom it is I'm speaking. Okay. And, and listen, I have a 25 year old. Her friend group is a very colorful group and they are wonderful, beautiful kids. I call them kids. Anyone younger than me at my age is, is a kid, but they're, they're beautiful people. They are completely whole as human beings, whether they are gay, trans, straight. What? And I don't, honestly, I can't think of anyone in her friend group that is trans, but they do recognize uh, fluid, you know, uh, friends and and um, LGBTQ and UAI and all of these different designations. They recognize that. Now they know me as Monica. Okay, and I'm just kind of like this staple in the family that has an open door policy. I love you all. Uh, you're welcome into my home. We're not going to be any kind of crazy up in my house. That is very, very clear. Um, and we're not going to disparage one another. We're in it. When you're in my home, we abide by my beliefs, right? Because we're in my home. And these kids know I love them. I, I have clothed them, fed them, sheltered them. Uh, I've protected them. I've prayed with them. Uh, you name it. I've defended them, and I will continue to do so. When I talk about identity, you know, I have to have an invitation into someone's life as a minister to go there. I just don't, A, I'm not a pastor, don't want to be. I'm not an evangelist, don't want to be. I'm a bit of a teacher, but I'm for sure a minister. And when I see someone sitting across from me completely, completely upended over whether or not they are a male or female or whether or not they're lovable or they're acceptable or they are, they have a right to exist. I cannot possibly tell you how, how anguishing that is for me as a mother and a minister, as a Christian, I lament with them and for them. And then we go through the process of identifying exactly who they are outside of their sexual preferences or, and, or, 
um, the confusion that surrounds their biology versus how they feel and how they think. And I'm not talking about weird stuff where, you know, you're practicing Dianetics and hooking people up to stuff or pushing them out of wheelchairs in the name of Jesus. That's not, that's not where I come from. This is very simple truth. It is the gospel of truth. It is very basic. It is simple. It is not heretical. It is not crazy. It is not confusing. It is not uh, wild and hysteria. It's not guilting. It's not shaming. It's not rejecting. It's not condemning people to hell. It is legitimately showing up with the gospel of Christ and planting seeds. And then you allow the, you allow God to water those seeds as he sees fit and at the time that he sees fit to water them. But we cannot be afraid of of these legal repercussions because Satan is a legalist, period. So he's going to use lawfare in order to subvert the truth. That is just, that's his kingdom. But you speak anyway, and you know why? Because these people and all people do matter. And this person, they, Zim, Mr. Zim, uh, or Miss Zim, this person matters, but apparently never knew that. And by this one X designation that has now altered the landscape for the entire nation, for the entire nation, I wonder if this person will ever, and will be totally honest, and will ever completely feel whole by virtue of what this, this quote, victory for this particular person. Now, I will say, um, this person, here you go. Zim was denied a passport for failing to check male or female on an application. According to court documents, Zim wrote intersex above the boxes marked M and uh, F and requested an X gender marker instead. Zim was born with ambiguous physical sexual characteristics, but was raised as a boy and had several surgeries that failed to make Zim appear fully male, according to the court filing. So, see, this is why it's important to get all of the details of something. This is an, this is an, an interesting and intricate individual case. I'm sure there are more cases like this. It sounds to me like possibly this person uh, w- was born as, as most of you would identify with uh, the term hermaphrodite. Um, and so maybe this person, you know, um, was born with both, right? And obviously had some failed attempts at being able to uh, correct their outward, by, you know, anatomy, if you will. Um, and with that, I mean, I can't even imagine the psychological and emotional anguish that comes with that. And there has to be mercy and grace extended in this circumstance, in this situation. What's happening, however, is we are throwing the baby out with the proverbial like bathtub, ocean, swimming pool, you name it. It's, it's being thrown out and it's not enough to simply recognize that this one person, Mr. or Miss Zim, you know, has the has a small victory for him or her uh, in this instance. But now the entire landscape on documentation for the United States of America has changed. Now, I want you to think about the repercussions of that as it pertains to law enforcement, international travel. Who do you think, other than the nations that I mentioned, are going to honor an X as it pertains to um, bi- biology. 
I'll just say sex because it's not gender. And you guys, I've been saying this for the past six years on the air and, and no one gets it. And maybe you do now. I don't know. But I've been telling you for six years, I've been on these airwaves telling you that your, that words and definitions thereof matter because the left uses it not only to beat the living hell out of you with them, but to alter reality. And what do I mean by altering reality? Whenever you look up the word truth in the Greek, in your concordance, in the new, as it pertains to the New Testament, the term Greek, I mean, the term truth actually means reality. And some of you are so aghast that we're here, you can't even believe it. Like, you're like, how did we get here? Like, y'all are just waking up from some snow white slumber, right? And some uh, intersexual prince just knelt down and kissed you on the lips. And you're like, what? What just happened? Right? And so I'm like, no, it didn't just happen. Some of us have been out here on the wall, screaming from the walls, saying, we're about to hit the iceberg, We're about to hit the iceberg, return, 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 return to truth, turn the ship around and return to truth, return to reality. And so if you wonder why you feel like you're living in a nightmare, it's because you are, you're living in someone else's reality that is completely skewed from truth, which is why it's so important for Satan's kingdom to shut down truth speakers. Because for those who who believe in inerrant truth, not subjectivity, but inerrant truth, in objectivity from, from the standpoint of you've studied, you've done your research, you've read, you have you can defend why you believe what you do, you have an experienced relationship with that word. It's not just something that you run around and beat the crap out of people with, right? And, you know, it's something that you have received. It's planted in your heart and it's firmly planted in your bones. It is a part of your personal um, genetic makeup. That is where my faith is, personally. It's, It's a part of my DNA. It is, I mean, listen, with the rest of folks, well, I'll just speak for myself because I know I'm not the perfect holy roller that some of you guys are, but I will say I've certainly had ups and downs, many of them. I've had a wavy straight walk with my faith, and it is only by the grace of God that I still believe anything. Trust that. So either God is you know, eternally mad, or he's waiting to strike, strike you down, or he does, he's holding a record of wrongs. I mean, all those accusations, and by his grace, man, by his grace and by his mercy, I'm still intact as it pertains to, um, to his goodness and to his desire to see all of us reconciled unto himself, not only in faith by the cross and by doctrine, but in experience. And I think it's a real tragedy that as the church, we have been so ill-equipped and so afraid to, we're so afraid that the gospel won't measure up to meet people where they are, that we adulterate it and we change it and we agree with the illusion of the world, which means the lies of the world. And the only thing that sets people free is the truth. And he who the son's, 
the sun sets free, is actually free indeed. And faith comes by hearing and by hearing the word of God. So if you don't have the word tucked down in you and you run into things of this nature, you're simply going to be stuck with being mad as hell about it, not really understanding it, or just completely rolling over and capitulating, right? Because you're like, well, it's just the way of the world. You know, like, what does Jesus really care? You know, what does God really care? God loves everybody. This isn't about God's loving everybody or not loving everybody. This is about the world system lying about what is true, what is real, and what is not. And it wants to, it is demanding that you agree with it. It started in corporate America. If you'll look at the Leviathans, if you'll look at the Hydra in and of itself, right? And the seven heads, if you'll, if you'll look at the Hydra, whether it's the sports industrial complex, it's entertainment, it's the military, it is big tech, it is, you know, the government, it's Congress, it's, you know, however many branches of government we have now, I mean, that changes literally by the day. So in this particular regime, so you have to ask yourself, okay, with all of these different uh, heads, you know, you, you can't just chop at one because you chop at one and the rest of them return. You're going to have to stand on something that is bigger and truer and divine and deeper and wider than the Hydra. Something that is immutable, something that is immovable, and that is truth. And it is going to cost you to do it. And it wasn't until your kids started getting masked or now you've got five-year-olds, they're demanding that five-year-olds are being, are vaccinated, right? Um, or you, many of you have lost your jobs. You've, you're about to lose them. I just saw a lady, one of my followers today, she's going to have to have two lumpectomies and she's going to lose her job on the exact day of her surgery and her insurance goes away too. So it is crazy. I just had someone contact me today telling me that someone was on a kidney transplant um, list who has now been removed because they refused the vaccination. And had someone contact me, kind of the same story, different, um, who was um, who was accepted into a transplant situation. Their donor was vaccinated. And, and because of that, their, their gene expression was their, their DNA was, was altered and now they no longer qualify to be the donor. (laughs) And so for those of us who are sitting back going, okay, well, you know, let's just see how this plays out. It's not playing out very well for some people. And instead of us taking this proud, high and mighty ground, we need to be on our knees right now praying that God intervenes for the entire world, not just our individual homes, not just for this country, but for our, for the entire planet, because we are headed down a road that is really very dark, very dark. And for those who are not going to be vaccinated, if you think it's rough now, just wait. So I say all that to say this, we, we live in times where the headlines are going to grab you. They're, they're going to shake you and they're going to rattle you and they're going to separate you. They're there to sift you. And you're dealing with a, a propaganda machine in the way of our media by and large. 
And so you're going to have to decide to do your own research, to take your piece, and then decide what your plumb line is for you individually and for your family. That is the only way that you're going to preserve your sanity during these times. And if you've gotten, you know, if you're hooked up with a church that teaches you that it's okay for you to um, to call something that God considers sacred, like his creation and his design by any other name for the sake of um, HR, right? For the sake of your HR departments, for the sake of being able to pay your mortgage. I got to tell you, after watching all the people I have who have said they're walking off the job, after watching these young men and women in their military videos say, hey, you know, in a couple of weeks, we'll probably be out of here. We'll be honorably discharged. But we're out because we're not going to take the facts. Um, with that, with with that level of courage and dedication and commitment to freedom, I have zero respect for someone who tells me, "Well, I just got to go along to get along." And again, I cannot stress enough: this does not mean that you walk through the halls of your company, um, you know, uh, hating on people, being divisive, talking trash. You know, trying to defend why it is, you know, your belief system and hell no, you won't tread on me and all of that. No, 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 no. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about you having a genuine peace in your soul about what the truth is and what the truth says. And and honestly, just showing up with that peace and holding it and keeping it and holding a space for those people who really don't understand your confidence in the truth. If, if you want to alter the landscape of this world and you want to take the country back, you're going to have to do it with courageous conviction of truth and you're going to have to absolutely do it in love. And you can do both. You absolutely can do both. So let's move on to, uh, move on to this. So speaking of natural immunity, so I see here we're um, Harvard epidemiologist uh, Martin Koldorf. Okay, he says, since the Athenian plague in 430 BC, we've known about natural immunity. So it's strange that suddenly people are questioning that. He is a professor of medicine at uh, Harvard Medical School. Is it really? Is it really strange? Again, we started by questioning sex in the way of biology, right? And now we're surprised that we're questioning Immunity? I mean, if you're willing to forego the obvious of someone's genitalia, someone's um, genetically assigned, anatomically assigned sex, not gender, sex. Remember I told you six years ago, quit using gender and sex interchangeably. And you just wouldn't do it, and here we are. So it's never too late to start, though. So sex, right? Is it is it really that far-fetched that that we that we started to agree with the lies that your biological sex is in fact interchangeable it's not what we've always known it to be through science and scripture and just basic you know 2 plus 2 is 4 and so is it really that much of a stretch for us to look at the world now tell us that our god design immunity is not enough I think the obvious answer to that is no, that that is not much of a stretch. If you look at it from that perspective, it's really not. 
Also, if you look at it from the perspective of um, an antichrist spirit, as we talked about yesterday, if you missed my show with Dr. Daryl Scott, I highly encourage you to go listen. It's entertaining. We're cutting up. We have a ton of fun because we're just a mess and brother and sister in Christ. And he is a hoot and just a blast. And we did a lot of laughing and joking, but we all, there was also a lot of serious conversation going on in there. So I would encourage you to take a listen to that. You can catch it, you know, on my, on my download mediums or at my website, monicamatthews.com. So, but we were talking about, you know, this whole concept of immunity and what's sacred, right? And, and in your biology, your identity is sacred because you were created in the likeness and the image of God. And we know that God is a spirit, right? We know that God, according to our faith, um, well, I'm gonna say my faith, um, you know, formed us from the dust of the earth, blew life into us, and there's so many more awesome things, right? In the Psalms, you know, David talks about, I am fearfully and wonderfully made, right? And my my soul knows right well just how fearfully and wonderfully made I am. So there's there's a peace within him, within him. He knows his identity. And one of the reasons why people end up confused is because there is a spirit of confusion. There's also a spirit of Antichrist that is in the earth. And we've had the spirit of Antichrist in the earth since Jesus. I mean, Jesus said it was there then. What is Antichrist? I'm going to go over it again. Antichrist. Well, if Christ is the love of God, then what is anti the love of God? And if the love of God was with God from the beginning and was God and came here, as man, to redeem us, to reconcile us, to justify us to our Father, right? In his flesh, fully man, fully God. And that gets into a whole other, you know, doctrine and theology that some of you guys do not agree with. And that's okay, that's fine. Um, but if he came here fully realized as God's love, right? Then why is it so hard to believe that there's an an, an there's a there's an antithesis to that there's an that, that there's an anti God's love? It's not hard to believe. Of course, it's not. And for those of you who don't even believe, you can turn on your news and look at anything on the evening news: the violence, grown men beating up women on subway trains, and other grown men standing around doing nothing. That's anti Christ. You know, we're so spooky as a church, we're just waiting for like the earth to open up in Iraq and or at the Vatican and for some long lost pope to come up out of the earth, the crust of the earth, and there's the Antichrist. You know, we were so Hollywooded about everything. And that's not how it is at all. This is a spiritual battle, right? And so if we're in the middle of a family feud that began way before any of us came here thousands and thousands of years ago, then you have to understand the battle in order to understand the warfare and how to conduct yourself accordingly in that warfare. And there's an order to this warfare. It starts on our knees. It starts in humility. It starts in uh, repentance. It starts in humbly asking God to open our eyes to his truth, also known as reality. So most, you know, most Americans are kind of like, damn it, this is affecting my checkbook. I can't believe how much gas is. You know, we go right back to the money, our our conveniences. I get it. We're Americans. We're we're used to a certain way of life. Well, I want to encourage you to begin to accept that you're going to have to accept a new way of life. 
And I'm not saying that God's not going to show up and show out. But even with that, it is going to be a very different experience here in America. I firmly believe that. And I think it's going to be for the better. Because I think we've become so distant from one another that the best thing that can happen for us is that we are brought back together through a collective struggle. And I'm not being a nihilist or a sadist or any of that other mess. And that's not predicated upon guilt or shame at all. I don't subscribe to that. Um, But it is predicated upon a very graceful and merciful God whose number one agenda is always going to be relating to us as his creation and us to one another. And I didn't write that, but I do believe it. And Christ said it. So I think, you know, some of you have asked me over the years, Monica, how do we get our country back? Is it going to take another 9-11? And I've always said, no, it's not. That won't do it. Mm -mm. It's not enough. And now we're flanked on all sides, monetarily, uh, economically as a nation, monetarily, you know, as individuals, jobs, right? Opportunities, supplies, basic needs, uh, division. (laughs) I mean, our jobs are at risk, our freedoms are completely molested. The Constitution is still intact, by the way, so you can fight this lawlessness with law. But it's going to take money, and it's going to take, you know, you guys banding together, which a lot of you are doing that, and congratulations for that. Good for you. The Constitution was, you know, placed there by the blood of many, many others and kept intact by the blood of many others, might I remind you. So what little sacrifices we can offer for the men and women who went before us in order to ensure that we have that constitution intact, the least we could do to preserve it is to utilize it. So it's crazy in the world, but it is the world. And so, and you can have peace even during these times. You can. Now I want to address, I want to address something that happened on my LinkedIn page. (laughs) Because this is part of like an overarching theme, I think, between men and women these days. Because men, uh, in your defense, have been completely uh, professionally castrated and sociologically. Like you, you can't hold door open. You don't even know if you're supposed to look at a woman anymore. I mean, you all should should for all practical purposes, you guys should be in like professional burkas, right? Like just covered, covered, all black from you know your entire head and all the way to your feet, right? Because that's what we've done in this plight for uh, equity, equality in the workplace, all of that stuff. And believe me, I've been in radio. For years, I was in the music industry before that. I'm in, in a, I'm always in a, in a male dominated um, area with regard to my profession. I'm in politics. I do consulting, male, 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 male. And I love working with men. My mentors, my, my professional big brothers, fathers, mentors, they've been wonderful. And they have raised me to understand my professional value. Notice, I did not say they've raised me to know my value as a female. There's a distinct difference there. That is not the role of my job. That is not the role of of my corporate environment to elevate me as a female. That is not the role. My identity is completely intact as a female outside of my professional landscape. Now, 
when men contact me, I posted something on LinkedIn and a few guys got all up in arms because they just completely misread what I was saying. But I meant what I said. And I said what I meant. There's a gentleman who reached out to me on LinkedIn and took a very nasty tone with me because there was some misunderstanding. He, he, was, he was very elusive in what he wanted uh, to communicate uh, to me um, via message. And he, was, he wanted a phone conversation. Well, I don't always um, entertain a phone conversation with all of my uh, followers or uh, subscribers. I, I just don't. I don't make a habit of that. Um, it's not because I'm not accessible because I am, I do check my own emails. If you go into spam, I have no control over that, but I do respond to my emails as soon as I see them and I have the time to, and I make the time rather to do it. You don't just go off into some, you know, black hole, but I've often encouraged people. If you don't hear back from me, just do us both a favor and resend it. Right. Or find another way to reach out to me. Hey, hit me up on, you know, on my, on any one of my feeds and be like, Hey, I've emailed you. What's up? And I will go look for it in the spam folder. But to sit over there offended is just, it's unnecessary. It's a waste of your energy. So, so this dude is on LinkedIn and he messages me and I don't know this man from Adam and he gets kind of snotty with me because he was like, well, I'm not playing games because I was trying to get to why would I need to, why would, why would I contact you? And he wants to talk about invest. Do, don't you like diamonds? And I'm like, well, of course I like diamonds. I'm a chick. What are you nuts? So what, what is your point though, sir? Like what, what is the conversation we're having here? And he got very cross with me and I didn't appreciate it. And so of course I took to LinkedIn and just expressed my lack of appreciation for his lack of respect, which is a language that I've been taught through the Bible and others that is a language that men speak. And I speak that language as well. And I know I do because once I lose respect for you, it is extremely hard for me to work with you, for me to be friends with you, for me to be lovers with you, whatever it is, for me to be family with you. If I lose respect for you, it's a real challenge for me. But I, I can do it. I can pull up my bootstraps and do it. But it's just, it's difficult. So I'm speaking in terms of respect. And I just want to say this. When you are reaching out to people, you know, keep in mind that people do not owe you a response. They just don't. It would be nice if you got one. And I got to tell you, I, I've had more people say to me, I cannot believe you respond to people the way that you do. And, and if you want to know why my growth has been as organic and is in as wide and far as it has been with regard to my social media presence and subscribers and whatnot, and it has been slow going. I have not paid for followers. I don't pay for subscribers. I don't, I haven't paid for ads. I did a long time ago on Facebook on my professional page, but I quit doing that years and years ago. And I just realized that I'm, you know, I'm going to take the time to interact with you guys. And I do. I absolutely do. Um, I, I don't get to every one of them because there are literally 90,000 followers on Twitter. And whenever people start responding, I don't see all of your responses. But when I do, and I do take the time to scroll through, I'm going to interact with you. I am accessible, probably too much so for some people's liking in my life. But but I am um, accessible. I think that's important. But But no one owes you a response. And in men, you know, I would just, I would encourage you to, to treat women with the same respect that you would like to be retreated, that you would like to be treated with. 
especially in, in a, in not just especially in a professional environment, but definitely in a professional environment. You know, when you message me, you're like, Hey, beautiful. Hey, sexy. You know, immediately I'm like, uh, next. <laughs> and sometimes, and I'm not offended. Hear me. I'm not offended. Uh, I know I'm not, you know, that hard on the eyes. So I, and that's fine. That's not arrogance. It just is what it is. And, and again, I don't, I don't plant my flag in the sand of beauty or big chest or blonde hair or blue eyes. That's not what I plant my flag in. It's just not, that's, that's not where my worth is. It's not where my value is. It just happens to be enhancements and I'm very grateful for them. Um, and glory be to God. And I'm thankful that people even recognize it. I told my daughter, she was upset because men were catcalling to her in college and she's like, mom, he's walking down the street one day and these guys were like, you know, woohoo, ooh, she's hot and whistling. And I'm like, okay, listen, miss offended bra burner, uh, do, do the world a favor. Just say, thank you. You know, unless someone puts their hands on you and then here's what you do to that, to that. Okay. Here's how you react to that. But in the meantime, at some point you're going to be 80, your boobs are going to be down to your knees. You're going to be wrinkled and no one's going to give a damn what you look like. So there, so just love it while you can. Doesn't mean you have to, you know, you're not all busty on your social media platforms. You're not running around half nude trying to attract people like a lot of these bots do on LinkedIn and see how you guys just flock to it like, you know, moths to the flame. And, um, and that stuff just cracks me up. But then you come over to my page, a professional, serious woman with an enormous amount of sass and snark. And you come over to my page and you DM me with your, you know, disrespect. And I'm not going to tolerate it. And so it's something for you to consider as men who deserve to be valued. And you do deserve to be respected. And that is something that my Bible taught me. So men are to love their wives, right? Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church, laying down his life for her. That is really hard for men to do, which is why you are encouraged to do it. (laughs) Because effectively, you can't do it without God. And women are called to respect their husbands and men and to honor them, right? And to submit to them. And boy, that's a whole other show. And by submit, you know, again, I'm not talking about everyone, you know, gear up in your burkas and lay prostrate. Um, I'm, I'm talking about, and no one can ever see your legs and all that stuff uh, while your husband's sleeping with blondes with big boobs. I'm not talking about that. I am talking about, no offense, I am talking about, you know, respect, mutual respect for one another, love, admiration goes a long way. Familiarity breeds contempt. I just said that to a friend of mine last night, and I absolutely believe that. And I believe because of the lack of manners and because of the lack of just general respect for one another and our differences and our likenesses and just a genuine like for the other sex, just a genuine appreciation for the fact that we are different. Um, that is something this generation I believe is missing in their plight to bring the sexes together to be able to, um, for a more harmonious existence, I believe they are um, allowing more of a homogenization to occur as opposed to harmony. And there's a distinct difference between the two. And we see it in things like the X factor on our passports. I got to tell you, I don't know. Again, I don't know how people plan on traveling to certain countries 
with that, with the, I mean, how, what are the TSA lines going to look like now? I mean, you know, I'm usually molested by some woman who's 20 times bigger than I am. And, you know, they're all relatively nice, but I have had one woman where I was like, girl, you touch me like that one more time. And I promise you, you're about to get a throat punch. And, and I'm serious. And if she had touched my hoo-ha one more time, (laughs) uh, it was going to be game on. Like I would have made the evening news right here in the Atlanta Hartsfield airport. (laughs) So, uh, so some of those people do not, you know, they don't understand boundaries and, um, where one part begins and one ends. So what are you going to do now? What is that line going to look like? The X line? You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, yeah, anyway, I digress. So as it relates to mutual respect, you know, I, I love just having fun and toying around with people on LinkedIn these days because people are so pent up on LinkedIn and they're so full of themselves about particularly people of a particular, uh, a, um, voting persuasion. And, and, you know, they're all humanitarians until it comes to preserving the rights of everyone. And, um, but I love it because there, because a, I don't really care what you think of me or my profile, as you can tell by virtue of my bio on my profile. And if you haven't checked it out, you should do it. Monica Matthews on LinkedIn. And, um, I, I don't, but I, you know, I enjoy the people who enjoy me and I just kind of block and I never report people unless you're just a buffoon. And believe me, if you harass me, like I had someone email me. Yeah. Here's another PSA for those of you who like to send me nasty emails. I just want to tell you something. I will find you. I will find you and I will report you to law enforcement. So you have to know that. I don't mess around. I don't cry over that stuff. I'm not shaking in my boots at night over here. Uh, I'm not, you know, I am so threatened and people are so mean. Nope, not doing that because I've lived with this stuff for the past four years of my life. So I don't mess around with y'all. If you are psycho, I will find you and I will send law enforcement to your home or your job or both. So there's that. I'm not going to show up at your house or home, and I'm not going to dox you because that's stupid and illegal, but I will absolutely turn you over to authorities. I have done it, and I'm not afraid to do it again. Again, respect for dissent, right? Respect. You don't agree with me? Just go away. You don't have to report me. Just go away. Just block me. Block yourself. Just don't follow me. (laughs) Really simple stuff. And so I want to encourage you. You know, keep up the good fight. On LinkedIn, particularly, people are just extremely self, self, self absorbed because that's where you're highlighting your profession and your accolades and, you know, all of your stuff and you're in your pretty suits and, and your, you know, and your coiffed hair and, and all of your, uh, you know, uh, all of your referrals and all of your recommendations and all that stuff is online. Mine's there too. I get it. Um, but sometimes we can take ourselves so seriously and it's like, well, this is a professional, uh, platform. Take that over to Facebook. A, I don't do Facebook cause it's a spy channel. And secondly, and it's boring. And, uh, secondly, this is my page and this is my profession. I'm in media. So some of you would do well to figure that out before, you know, butting your nose into my business. <laughs> On that note, I'm done. I love you. The world is crazy. It will always be crazy. Submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. That involves all things politics as well. (laughs) So be good to your neighbor beginning in your own mirror. And remember, if you're an American, you guys, please, 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 please act like one.